So, hi, Jared James Nichols. You're in Birmingham today, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Birmingham right now, and I'm just kind of getting ready. I just restrung my guitar for a show tonight at the uh, the cellar door. Excellent. So, you, I mean, you've been touring profusely for, for <laughs> some time now. Uh, how's it all been going? You've been just come off tour with Zach Wild. Yep, yep. We were just on the road with Zach in Europe and in the UK for about the past three weeks. It's been amazing, man. It's been amazing. Uh, and he was one of your heroes, is that right? Oh, yeah. 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 Zach was definitely one of my uh, guitar heroes. Um, you know, when I got the call to go on the road with him, I was like shaking, you know, to get a personal call yeah. and and say, hey, you want to come out on the road with me? And, you know. Excellent. And have you done much playing together when you've been here? You know what? No, we haven't. It's uh, it's funny because the way it's been laid out with uh, scheduling and routing. I mean, honestly, Ellie, we we drive so much to get to the venues, you know, and right. and to get there. And by the time we get there, they're doing their sound check, and then we come in and we get our stuff together. So it's like we sit and talk more than we've ever played together, you know. Okay. But uh, I'm sure it's going to happen here soon. Absolutely. At, at, at some point. And so oh now, yeah. So now you're on a, a little short UK tour of your own. Yeah, yeah, just a little run here. We're doing uh, six shows, and um, it's been great so far. You know, I'm excited for the next four days of shows. Excellent. Uh, do, you, do you prefer, you know, like doing little like clubs on your own and headlining and stuff, or do you like a, a support tour with a bigger venue and a, a bigger crowd? And You know what? They each have their own, uh, you know, greatness. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's really amazing to do support slots for, you know, artists I love yeah. and to be able to go into a crowd that's into, you know, guys like Zach Wilde and Glenn Hughes and Leonard Skinner and to be able to um, play my music for them because, you know, they don't know and they're like, who the hell is this guy, you know? And every night I get to go out there and just prove it and show, you know, that uh, and show, you know, the music that I love and what I do. Yeah. and. That's great, but you know what's also great is when you're playing your own shows and people are coming and they're singing the songs and they know, you know, they know the lyrics and they know the hits and everything. And you know, to me, that's really exciting too, and that's that's really inspiring, you know, because a club show is so much more intimate, and I can really dig in and and spread out. You know, when we have a support slot, we have 40 minutes. Yeah. You know, play, get off. But, you know, at a club show, sometimes, man, I'll play. I'll play until they kick me out sometimes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. And you, you've uh, just done the Stone Free Festival as well this weekend. What was that like? Some great oh, man. people to share. It was, it was amazing. I mean, to, to play the O2, you know, I mean, this, this early in my career for me, honestly, is kind of mind-blowing. I mean, uh, we went into the, the O2 with, uh, you know, great expectations of just just – rocking and it was everything we'd hoped for man and uh you know i was able to catch up with a lot of friends there and blackberry smoke and see alice cooper and the whole day was just great man it was just great and again any any jamming or not did you not just got a chance oh no 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 jamming you know what i gotta you know what i just gotta start calling it out i just gotta bring <laughs> guitars and just say hey here let's play something you know <laughs> do, do you still get to practice as much because in your bio obviously it says you know you used to practice 12 hours a day which is oh a, yeah a good you know what you should you won't get the 12 hours anymore but do you still get nah. to... you know it's funny because you know while we're on the road it's 
it's hard to find, it's harder than you'd think to find time to sit down and practice, but I still do every single day. I still sit with the guitar and work on things and, you know, but I don't, it was years that I spent practicing, um, you know, long hours and just learning the instrument and learning what I wanted to do and kind of figuring out my sound on it. And, um, you know, that was time that I, is so invaluable to me, invaluable to me that I did, but now it's more about, um, when I practice, it's things that I'm going to do on stage or certain songs, you know, or, you know, it, I, I haven't sat down and, and really dug in in a long time. But with that being said, now when I play, it's all for purpose. It's all about, you know, the feel and the vibe and the energy. So it's almost like my playing, although I'm not practicing as much, it's still getting more how can I say it, more fire and more inspiration because the time that I do spend on the guitar is time in front of an audience just really going for right. it. So it's, you know, it's a different, I, I, it's a double-edged sword because I love to practice, but, you know, when you're on the road and you got an amp cranking behind you for, you know, two hours a night, you know, you yeah. just, after a while, it's like, all right, you need to take a little break. You need a little headroom. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. And, and is there anything that you... You know, when you were young and, and growing up, when you were practicing and stuff, was there a moment you were like, yeah, right, I can do this? Oof. You know, honestly, it's funny because every time I would say that to myself, every time I go, you know, oh, I got this. Oh, yeah. I got this, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, the guitar and the music would remind me that there was so much more. Oh, I would see someone play or I'd hear a song and I'd be like, oh, my God, what is that? I need to learn that. You know, why yeah. don't I know that? You yeah. know? But, you know, there's always with the guitar, the beauty behind it is it's like it's like a never ending puzzle, you know, and it's in a great way. It's it's there's always going to be something that there is to learn or there is to play, you know. And for me, I love so many different styles of music. So, you know, I would love to sit down and play, you know, Chet Atkins finger style. I want to play some jazz, you know, I it's man, I'll be let's put it this way. By the time I die, whenever that may be, there's going to still be, yeah, I'll still be learning. I'll still be, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that. Well, look at that, you know. And interesting, it looks anyways like, are you a fingers player rather than a, a pick holder? Yeah, you know, I used to play with a pick, you know, when I started. And uh, honestly, I first started playing guitar left-handed, but oh, right. I got a, a, a guitar teacher and he said, man, I can't really teach you unless you flip the guitar. And I thought, okay. And then when I first started, I was like, I really don't want to play with a pick. I like the sound of the fingers, right? Uh-huh. And the guy goes, you have to play with a pick. You know, you have to if you're going to play. So I started playing with a pick. You know, you do it, people tell you when you're young. And then um, yeah. we uh, we got into it and, you know, I, I started progressing. And, you know, I played with a pick for almost eight, maybe nine years before I even, you know, thought about fingerstyle. Because I would always put the pick in between my fingers and start to play with my fingers when I play solo yeah. or when I do anything like that. Yeah. And then, you know, one day I just kind of thought to myself, there's something more to this that I could develop on my own, you know, yeah. and something that I could do that was kind of unique to me instead of, you know, trying to please everyone and everything. So honestly, one day I was like, I'm, I'm done with the pick. I'm just going to play with my fingers. And it was like it was like a whole new world opened up. I had a new lease on playing guitar. Sure. And you know the thing I tell everyone too is they're like, man, your fingers must be killing you, you know. But it's like anything, man. You you start to condition yourself and you get used to it. And then not only that, 
every single note I hit and I play, I feel it with the fingers, you know, with a pick, there's a lot of stuff that's just flying by and you can go really fast and yeah. you do all this stuff. But when you're playing without a pick, you, you have to physically hit every single string and you have to make every single move. Sure. So it's, it, to me, it's a little bit more, um, not romantic, that's not the word I want, but it's a little bit more intimate. <laughs> sure, you, you can feel what you're doing sort of thing. And so, I mean, mm -hmm. you, you know, you, you must hammer your fingers though. Yes, you, you can feel it and all that, but there must be nights where it's like, ah, this is really hurting. Oh, I've been yeah. Playing for 13 nights on the trot and. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, you have I'm to looking go at go down my... a string gauge or something and. You know what? It's funny because I had, uh, yeah, like I had some like medium sized strings here at the beginning of the tour and yeah. then I got some sent to me and they sent the wrong sizes, right? right? So all of a sudden I had super thick strings and I'm like, oh no, you know? <laughs> but I'm looking at my fingers right now and they're pretty beat up, man. They look like I'm working on cars all day, you know? <laughs> and uh, tonight for sure on this index finger, I'm gonna have to put a little tape around it because there's some open, a uh, little bit of open wounds that aren't gonna be feeling good, you or know? A bit of super glue <laughs> like Stevie Ray used to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you know, uh, you know all those. I tell people all those faces I make on stage, man. They're just they're pure. They're pain faces, you know. I'm not trying to act for anyone. I just feel ah, they hurt so bad. <laughs> and, and and finally, so a Les Paul player as well. Is that? Uh -huh. Are you always a Les Paul man? Have you always been? Or no, 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 man. Honestly, my first love was a Stratocaster. Okay. You know, uh, the first guitar I got was like you know a Strat style body. Sure. And, Obviously, I love Stevie. Obviously, I love Jimmy and all the Strat guys. And um, it's funny because, you know, for me, it's easy, and people will get mad at this. Someone's going to hate that I say this, but it's easy to get a Strat to sound really good. To me, you know, there's so many different positions, and the way it, Strats feel amazing and they play great. Yeah. But, you know, unless Paul, you know, especially like, you know, to get that thing to sound good. Yeah. personally for me is more of a challenge you know yeah. to fit in so the the reason i changed from a les paul or from a stratocaster yeah. to a les paul was because when i started my own band and my own trio the sound to me wasn't big enough and i didn't right. want to have to fill the sound with effects pedals or trying to be you know more technical yeah. or more uh Five in a row and exactly <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't i do not want to be uh you know I want to be the guy that wears jeans and a shirt. I don't want to have to wear a three-piece suit all the time and style. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah, I just yeah, want yeah. it to be simple yeah. and just easy. Yeah. So what I love about the Strat is obviously the, the pickups, the single coils. Yeah. So when I finally got this Les Paul that I have now, it's the perfect thing. It's a P90. So it's like okay. almost right in between, right? Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it sounds so much fuller with a Les Paul sound to me. You know, okay, the, yeah. the three-piece almost starts. Yeah, yeah, the three-piece almost starts sounding like a four-piece, and, and you know, you're able to play in a certain way that just kind of complements the whole band and the whole sound. Sure. So, you know, and plus, uh, you know, Les Paul's kick ass, you know? <laughs> you can't beat a They are the rock Paul. god guitar. Yeah, come on, man. Just play a Les Paul and be done with it. Take your fancy stuff and throw it out. Man. You don't need anything else. Everything, everything for guitar was created by, like, what, night? I mean, honestly, by like well, 1968. By yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like by 1968, everything you need was already created. Everything Absolutely. else is just adding. Absolutely. You know, yeah. So, but. Uh, and so, just to, to round off things, uh, mm -hmm. you single, Don't mm -hmm. You Cry. Mm -hmm. Tell us about where the inspiration for that song came. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, don't you try it? You know, honestly, I've been telling a lot of people this. That riff is like four years old. Okay. Like I, I was humming it in my head like forever, and I would like at sound checks I would play it. You know, oh, let's hear the guitar. You know, I'd start playing that little riff and I'd start doing a little thing, and I always thought to myself, man, I want to make this into a song. Because uh-huh. at first I was like, is this already a song? Okay. You know, because yeah, yeah. with blues and rock, you never yeah, know because like, you start jamming something. You're like, yeah. dude, that's a that's a Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Stevie or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, damn. You know, I listen yeah. to that too much, you know. But yeah. um, so I finally sat down like, uh, I would say th- two months ago, three months ago. And I sat down and I wrote that tune. And I was like, you know, there, that's where that riff is going to live. It's going to live in this damn song. And, you know, it was fun because we got to record it. And I got to record it with one of my great friends, uh, Joe Perry's son, Tony Perry. Okay. And we got to sit down and, and do it properly and make it sound all nice. And uh, we, we were able to do a little video with it, too, where the sure. video, I don't know if you saw the video. Yeah, but it's yeah, just I was going to ask about a, the video. Yeah, it's yeah. just a little comedy video. You know, honestly, it's just, it was all for fun. We took my car and uh, we made a video. We, we Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. We spliced together a bunch of footage of me getting chased by bikers and then crashing off a cliff and walking away with the guitar. And, you know, the thing is for me, I didn't want to do anything where it looked like I was trying too hard to fit into a certain, you know, mold or, Oh, this is really serious, you know, because everyone's way too serious these days. So it's like, we just got to like have fun with it, man. But yeah. So anyways, the girl dies, crash my car, but at least the less Paul, (laughs) the less Paul got saved. So we'll be all right. (laughs) Which ladies always remember, if you're going with a guitar player, that's what he's going to take first. I tell you what, yeah, I tell you what. Oh, man. (laughs) So um, is that that the way that the, your new, because I take it you'll be recording a new album soon. Oh, yeah. When you get a chance in between Mm -hmm. all this touring. Yeah. Is that the way that the album's going to be going? You know, through that song honestly, or? yeah, honestly, that's kind of an indication of where I kind of want to go with it all. But, you know, the thing that I want to get back to in my music and in just music in general is I want to make a really raw recording record. You know, like I was like last night, I was listening to a bunch of Humble Pie and I love the way those records sound. And I'm not trying to say I want to chase a sound that's already been done 30, yeah. 40 years ago, yeah. but I just want to figure out my own way to make a great record with great tunes and it just sounds great and it's right to the point. But, you know, I already have almost a whole record's worth of material already all demoed out. So, you know, now it's at the point where it's like, I need some time off the road to just kind of sit down and process everything and and get into a studio and start making some, uh, making some noise, you know? But yeah, if, uh, you know, if you like the way Don't You Try comes, you know, I would say that's at about, yeah, 60% of where I want to take the next record. Okay. You know? I, I really want to push the envelope. All right. And hopefully, as I say, you're going to find the time in between. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Massive well, you, know, schedule. <laughs> you know what? If I don't find the time, I got to just make that time, man. You know? <laughs> sure. Because you, you're back to America, as you said, with Zach Wild, but then you come back to the UK yes. uh, in support of Walter Trout. And yes, yeah, you'll be I'm up very excited away. You'll be that. at Gateshead at the Sage in, I think it's October or November, isn't it? You're playing with Walter. October, yeah. October. October. So hopefully mm-hmm. we'll catch you there at the Sage. It's a, I don't know whether you've ever been, but it's a, it's a wonderful auditorium to play in. I'm, I'm, I've never been, but I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. You'll, you'll, I, I can't wait for that tour. You'll enjoy it. It's a fantastic place. Okay, Absolutely. well, Jared, thanks so much for your time, mate. Really yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, sorry we couldn't see eye to eye. And <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to see you in October. It'll be here Absolutely. before we know it. <laughs> Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your tour. 
Safe travels, sir, and uh, we'll speak again soon. Okay. Okay. See you later, Alex. Lovely. Thank you, sir. Bye. Bye. Bye.